0: Well, hey, everybody. It's your boy Corey Wagner here, and you're listening to The Life and Times of Corey Wagner. This podcast is brought to you by myself because I'm talking to you. I've decided that when it's just me recording on my podcast, I will try and talk about a beer each time because at Cali Comfort, I have gotten the opportunity to become the beer buyer at Cali comfort. So I'm always trying new beers. I'm always looking for what's, you know, what the latest and greatest is. We get a lot of requests from our amazing customers. So I have a beer with me that I am sampling from left hand brewing company and they are really good. This, Specific beer that I'm trying out is called Polestar Pilsner. It's a zesty German-style pilsner with a great biscuity malt flavor and dry, crisp finish. Hmm, I'm tasting it now. It's nice. I don't know if you've had a pilsner before, but they're they're nice and light. They're it's a nice, crisp and refreshing type of beer. It's nothing too heavy like an IPA. You know, I, I I would pretty much just say light, crisp, a little elegant. I think with Pilsners, it's good to know that less is usually more. Uh, the, the ABV on this beer is 5.5%. Like I said, pretty light. It's not too bitter. So the IBUs are down at 33. Um, I think this beer has won a couple awards back in the day. It's won uh, bronze and gold. Um, a couple of years ago and, you know, when I was drinking this beer, I, you know, you hear Pilsner, you, you hear lager, but do we really know the difference between the two? I, I didn't. So I looked up the definition. So maybe I'll, I'll let you guys know so that the next time you can tell your friend that you learned what a lager was and a Pilsner, because I didn't know, but I always talk about it. So a lager is one of the two main overarching beer types in the world. The other one is called an ale, an ale and a lager. What differentiates the two is the type of yeast that's used in fermentation during that brewing process. So ales typically use the top fermenting yeast strains, which ferment at the top of the fermentation container. Now with lagers, On the other hand, they have a bottom-fermenting yeasts, which ferment at the bottom of a fermentation container. Well, the different types of yeast typically call for different temperatures. And usually, lagers are brewed at cooler temperatures than the ales are. Well, you're probably asking, how does this make it different when you taste it? The lager yeast strains don't typically feature the fruity kind of fruity aromas and the other flavors that top fermenting yeast and ales do. So that as a result, lager beers will typically have a more crisp and cleaner flavor than their ale, the ales will. <clears throat> Back to the pilsner. Well, we know that a pilsner is a type of lager, but that doesn't tell you much. The Pilsner, it originated in the Czech Republic when it was part of the German-speaking Austrian empire. Pilsners tend to be light in color, ranging from light straw to golden, depending on the specific brew that you're sipping on. And that strong hop flavor that you get from it, spicy floral, the flavors and crisp refreshing, that kind of makes Pilsner one of the most... You know, popular beer style style in the world because it's it's light, crisp. Many people can enjoy it. So there, you learned a little bit already. Isn't that fun? So yeah, I'll be trying to drink you know different beers. I'll be talking about them. Um, Left Hand Brewing, Polestar Pilsner. Do I like it? Yes. Would I go out of my way to buy it? No. Because I don't typically like Pilsners. I don't care too much for them. I guess at heart, I'm an IPA person, like everyone else. Um, But it's good. It's not bad. I wouldn't say this beer is bad. Would I bring it on to Cali Comfort Barbecue? I don't know. Good questions. Let's move on to something else. The other day, I typically my morning routine has been to get up and drink coffee. I use the Onnit uh, MCT oil. I think we just ran out of the cinnamon swirl one, but basically I've been substituting my breakfast meal for coffee um, with the added MCT oil. And it's been great. It's been really helping me. Um, And then typically after coffee, I'll get up and go to the gym that's usually anywhere from 7 to around 8 I'll try and go, so that I can get back around 10.30-ish and get usually get over to work around noon, a little bit earlier sometimes. But on this specific day, I just decided to take a walk around the neighborhood. I live in North Park and you know I was getting getting ready, getting dressed, and I noticed how nice it was outside. so I was like, "Fuck, I'll just just want to go for a walk and get outdoors. And you know one thing that I love, you know as I get older, I have more appreciation for being outdoors. It's something I don't get to do much anymore. I spent my my days as a kid growing up. I was always outside always playing. And as I get older, I find myself indoors more sitting just at a computer or looking at my phone, working, always looking at a screen. So you know, I've really come to appreciate being outdoors more and getting to walk around and just enjoying the, the beauty that is life and the vibrance around me. And yeah, sure, I'm sure I sound like a fucking hippie, of course, but it's, it's nice. It's a nice change of pace, especially for me because I don't get to be outside like I used to. So anyways, I, I decided to take a walk, um, Carnitas Snack Shack, you hear my recap about Carnitas. So I walked by Carnitas and I just, you know, I just started really, I just like to look around and and taking the beauty of what's around me and appreciate it for what it is. And if you've ever been to North park, you you'll be able to see just how beautiful and how diverse the, the community is in North park. And it's very art focused. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of art there's, I wouldn't say graffiti, but there's walls that have beautiful, beautiful art pieces on the walls. And I really like that. I love the artistic community; it's very creative and very open. Everyone's very open-minded, and and that's that's what I love about North Park. But man, I felt so good after going for a walk. I just cruised around, I got some coffee, and kind of just cruised the neighborhood. Was taking pictures, you know. And on one hand, I, I wish I didn't have my phone, I wish I could completely disconnect and just enjoy being outside without having to even take a picture. But I actually enjoy being able to share the beauty from my perspective with you guys. So you go to my Instagram or my Facebook. I posted a few pictures that I took that I thought were nice. And that really seemed to refresh me in a way and i guess why i'm talking about it is probably because when you have when you have a few minutes or you have you know a little period of time that that you deem free free time you know what are you choosing to do with your free time i know for me and other people i know it's easy to get caught up and i'll oh, just i got some free time i'm just going to sit on the couch and look at my phone or or I'll just catch up on Netflix. There's always a show that's good. No doubt they're good shows, but God damn, it's a time suck. And for me, being able to walk around was a really nice substitute from just, you know, yes, I didn't get to work out, but I still got some exercise. I still got the peace of mind that I get after workouts. Being outdoors was really nice. I really, I recommend it to any of you guys. Take a walk. Um, you know, I, I looked up and I wanted to see, you know, what are some benefits? What are some, you know, health benefits from just walking? Maybe 30 minutes a day. And, you know, I, when I researched it, it showed that your mood will improve. Well, I can confirm my mood drastically improved. I felt, I felt so happy and refreshed after walking, which I didn't even think I would, but that's just the result. Two was your creative juices will start flowing. Hell yeah, it's true. I felt a lot more creative after. I think just walking and being active, getting the blood going makes you more creative. I just said that... <clears throat> you'll slash your risk of chronic disease. They were saying how the American Diabetes Association says walking lowers your blood sugar levels and your overall risk for diabetes. Well, shit. Everyone seems to be getting diabetes, so if walking takes away that risk or some of it, I'm all in. Um, you, You stay fit, you guys. Everyone wants to stay fit. Seems like everyone's getting fatter. Get a, go fucking walk, come on, huh? And uh, I, you know, I think, I think you'll get more motivated. Not only creative, but you'll feel motivated, and you know, goals, goals that you have might be able to seem like they're more reachable. Go for it. And I was just listening to Joe Rogan. He's probably one of my favorite podcasters right now listening to a really, really good one. It was actually 1109, episode 1109, with Matthew Walker, who, man, just a wealth of knowledge on that podcast. I, I highly recommend you going to find it. I'll put the link up in my, uh, my notes in, in this podcast so you can listen to it. But he was saying that there are scientific studies that show you should be trying, if you want to be optimal, you should get seven to nine hours of sleep per night. So if you're not doing that, your body will not be able to perform at the optimal level that it wants to. So get seven to nine hours of sleep per night. They also talked about how driving while you're tired is even more dangerous than driving while impaired, while you're drunk or you're you're high. You just ripped the bong, um, and I can attest to that. I firmly believe that if you're driving while you're tired, you are a huge risk. You're a you're a you're a safety, causer, you're a safety hazard. And you can cause a crazy accident. You know, I actually fell asleep while I was driving. I used to have a Nissan Xterra. I was actually DJing up in Los Angeles. But I was coming back home with Alana, was in the passenger seat. And we were driving back from LA on the 5. We were on the 5 South. And if you guys know Camp Pendleton area, it gets really dark over there. And I I was drowsy. I think it was around 3 a.m. So it was super late. Had a long night, long drive back. Alana sleeps very easily. So she passed out. <clears throat> so it was just me. And I, I tried to be the hero. I thought that I could do it. Even though I started kind of dozing, you know the feeling when you're driving your eyes shut real quick and then you jolt up and you're like, shit, oh man, that's a close one for sure. Okay, time to roll the windows down or chew some gum, blah, blah, blah. Well, it happened a couple of times and then the next thing I know, I'm going off the side of the freeway as my car is going up the hill and I, all I could see was the ocean. And I thought, I thought I was going to die. I I, I thought that was it. I thought we were going to go off the huge bluff on the cliff, but I ended up hitting one of the concrete barricades that they use. It flipped my Xterra up in the air and I rolled back towards the freeway and rolled my car, totaled it, shit was smashed luckily me and alana are still alive but we very well could be dead we very well could be paralyzed we could have broken bones we were so lucky to both get out of that accident um virtually unharmed there were some bumps and bruises and scratches and man that um that moment to me is is a near-death experience and i've looked at my life and the way I, I choose to live my life a lot differently because I know how lucky I am to still be in one piece. Better yet, to still be alive. So, fuck, don't drive while you're tired. And I, I, I researched it, as I tend to do. Um, and there's some crazy stats on driving while while you're tired. An estimated 1 in 25 adult drivers... Report having fallen asleep while driving in the previous 30 days. And that's you know 18 and up. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration they estimate that drowsy driving was responsible for 72,000 crashes, 44,000 injuries, and 80 deaths in 2013. And you know this is five years ago, so I'm sure the numbers are probably even more than now. You know, who's more likely to drive drowsy? Let's think about it. Drivers who do not get enough sleep. Okay, if you're not getting that seven to nine hours, you're not getting enough sleep. Commercial drivers who operate vehicles such as tow trucks, tractor trucks, and buses. You know, those guys are tired. When you're working the long shift or, or you're traveling or if you use medications that make you sleepy These are all ways you can be driving sleepy. It's dangerous. The most dangerous. And, uh, you know, if if you don't know that you're tired, here's a couple ways you could tell. If you're yawning or blinking frequently, you're probably tired. If you are having, you know, this happens all the time. Like you just all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I just drove two miles and I, I didn't even like consciously remember that. If you missed your exit, if you're drifting from your lane <clears throat> with the Xterra, you know, I would drift and I would notice it. It happened to me a lot. Luckily with my new car, there's some good technology in there that actually notifies me when it senses my car drifting in the lane. It'll beep at me and it'll correct the steering wheel. But we're all we're not all that fortunate. I wasn't that fortunate to have that sort of Um, you know, sensor and, and, you know, a way to, for my car to help me when I'm when I'm drowsy and drifting off. So it's really fucking dangerous. If you're tired, just pull off to the side of the road, take a quick nap. Don't be a hero. You know, that's something I, I try to always tell myself, don't be the hero. Just do what's best for you. You know, get that nap and whatever you can do. Joe Rogan was saying that something that helps him is get a wet washcloth and put it in a couple ice cubes in there and just wipe your face all, you know, all over your face, all over your body, your arms, whatever, whatever's going to keep you awake. But if not, I think you should pull over to the rest area. That's why they have them. I think I'm gonna start giving some social media tips since I work in social media. Uh, maybe this will help you, maybe not. I hope I hope it does. Um, my tip that I'm gonna be giving today for social media is Facebook. On Facebook, if you're trying to build your brand, if you're trying to reach more people, Do more video. Take video, post your video, and Facebook will will reward you more by posting a video than they will by posting a photo, a link, or even just a status. So, try out different ways of doing video. Take a video horizontally with your phone. Take it vertically with your phone. My tip is to do more video to see if you can reach more people. You know, we can go into video even more if we want. Facebook Live, I, I tell my friends who are trying to grow their brand, reach more people, utilize the power of Facebook Live while you can. It's, it's favored by the algorithm of Facebook. So when you're live, you have the highest possible chance of being seen in the newsfeed when you're live. Why is that? That is Facebook's way. You know, go on go on your phone right now. Check out Facebook. I bet you everything you scroll past are videos. Probably 98% of what you see on your newsfeed is videos. Facebook rewards that they want you to see video. Uh, A couple facts on video marketing, if you don't believe me. 92% of mobile video consumers share videos with others. So these videos that we're watching, we're more likely to share them. And when you share the video, that's even more chance that people will see them. Video posts on Facebook have 135% greater organic reach than photo posts. Boom. There you go. After watching a video, 64% of users are more likely to buy a product online. There you go. If you have a company that sells things, use video. So those are a couple facts you know, hit me up if you wanna talk a little bit more about video marketing. I'll definitely love to talk with you about it. And uh, my next thing is talking to you about the song that I play. Listen to my podcast here on the Anchor app because I like, I love music. Let's get that out of the way. I love music. So with each podcast I do here on Anchor, it allows me to upload or just choose a song through Spotify. So I have a Spotify account. And this song for this podcast is titled Fur Coat. Sorry, it's titled You and I by Fur Coat. And if you haven't heard the song, you will. And I hope you love it. But this was in a Satchiro body set. Satchiro is on the Dirty Bird label, Desert Hearts label, and the desert hearts music festival is actually this weekend it's going down april 28th so i think they actually started today on the 27th so they go all weekend long you know it's just a bunch of bunch of people come together there's one stage so it's one vibe one stage where they're playing music nonstop. And Sacha Robati is, is one of my favorite DJs. I love the music that he plays, the music he produces. And one of the songs that I've loved the most out of his sets is the song you and I by fur coat, uh, fur coats. I think they, they're based in Barcelona. They have a passion for techno and electronic music. And I th- yeah, they're they're a great duo. They have amazing house music, and I didn't I didn't get into house music until I moved back to San Diego. Probably around two thousand and fifteen is when I really started, you know, loving house music a little bit more, more and more. And I continue to love it. And I I hope you guys like the song that is at the end of this episode. But let's digress we got some more things to talk about. You know, on the topic of house music and festivals, me and Alana will be going to one when we go to Barcelona. And we're going to Barcelona at the end of May. In the beginning, we'll be going for pretty much the first week in June. We'll be gone in Barcelona. And we're stoked. We're fired up. I haven't traveled internationally before, so it'll... It'll be a new experience for us all. And we're going to be going to the Primavera Sound Music Festival one day while we're in Barcelona because, well, a lot of reasons. One of the reasons why we're even going to Barcelona is because we decided to not go to Lightning in a Bottle Music Festival, which is a a festival that me and Alana have been going to for a couple years now with a big group of our friends and festivals are are fun. They are a way to just unplug, be with the, the people you love, meet new friends, and really just come together over the love of music. You know, it's music is so powerful that it can bring people together, just like barbecue. You can drop, doesn't matter your career, what religion you are, the color of your skin. We all like to dance and be happy. And that's the greatest thing about these music festivals is we just come together for the love of music and friendship and love. So we'll be going to Primavera Sound while we're in Barcelona, just one day. I think this this first took place in 2001. So it's a, it's a pretty established festival in, in Spain. And we're fired up to be going and checking it out. Um, I'm stoked because the, um, who are they called? The people who did the soundtrack to Stranger Things, I'm blanking on their names. But the, the Stranger Things soundtrack, they'll actually be there performing that and a few other, a few other, Tyler, the creator. So it's real. There's not just house music. There's pop, there's hip hop. It seems like a pretty well-rounded sort of thing. And and we're fired up. I can't wait to check it out. Um, another on the topic of house music, check out the club called bang bang in downtown San Diego. They always have good shows. Um, we'll actually be there this weekend. Alana is doing some, artist hospitality work because that you know that's what she's doing um for her studies is hospitality and event management she is a fucking badass when it comes to hospitality she's one of the best and so we'll be at bang bang downtown san diego uh where you can find great 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 house music and sushi meet new friends Um, Back to the Lightning in a a Bottle Festival. Um, Well, we're definitely going to be missing that, but we're excited for all the other opportunities that are going to be coming up. Another good music festival that I would recommend is Dirty Bird Campout. They do a West Coast and an East Coast edition. And the West Coast, they do... Um, they have done in the past up in Bradley which is kind of near San Luis Obispo just a little more east and they typically do it um, where it's like campgrounds and they can play music real loud and it's they you can camp at the festival so you bring your tent or you can RV camp you go with your friends and you just kind of build your own campsite and you know that's one of the most cool parts about these music festivals is it's really an experience because you're not just showing up, parking your car, go into the show and then you leave and go home. No, you're camped out and you know, you're not trying to survive, but you, you have to figure out what you're eating every day. Make sure you have enough food, water, because it gets hot as hell. So it's a, it's a real experience. You know, it's, and then you're out there, you're getting drunk, whatever, with your friends. It's a, it's a great time. I highly recommend Dirty Bird Camp Out. Probably one of the best festivals I've ever been to and will continue going to for now um, is Dirty Bird Camp Out. And that's going to be October 5th through the 7th. I think I should probably mark my calendar for that. Another good one that has been recommended by many still haven't been is burning man i'm sure you've heard of burning man but if you haven't it is probably the biggest music festival each year that is going to be going down august 25th through september 3rd of this year and they do that in black rock desert nevada pretty much in the middle of nowhere just a land of dust um burning man It's hard for me to explain because I haven't been before, but me and Alana really want to go and basically, you know, once a year, tens of thousands of people come together in Nevada's Black Rock Desert to create Black Rock City, a temporary metropolis dedicated to community art, self-expression, and self-reliance. I really fucking hope to go there one year. Uh, I'm going to link a podcast with Joe Rogan and Duncan Trussell. Duncan tells Joe all about Burning Man and his experience. And I think that you should listen to it if you're curious about Burning Man at all. It was a really cool podcast to hear. And as I'm feeling curious, doing this thing where I type it on Google, I'm feeling curious and tells me a random fact. This one is... What is the day that has the most birthdays? The second least popular birthday falls on Christmas, December 25th, followed by January 1st. Babies delivered on the most common day of the year, September 16th, were likely conceived on December 24th, which ranked as the fourth, as the fourth least common birthday. Hmm. People getting down on December 24th. So that was a fun fact, guys. Probably keep doing some fun facts because what's the point of listening to my podcast if you're going to get nothing out of it? Love you guys. Thanks for listening. That was the life and times of Corey Wagner. But I just talked to myself and I hope you guys enjoyed. Love you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of of the life and times of Corey Wagner. That episode was fun. You know, kind of getting used to talking to myself, but at the same time, I'll never get used to it. But I want you guys to know that I'm going to keep doing this for now and bring on some of my friends if I can get the time to hang out with them. And we'll do more recaps, more talks, Hopefully you'll learn something. This song at the end of the podcast is called You and I featuring Carrie Golden by Fur Coat. This was the song that I heard in the Sacha Bro Body Mix that I really liked. And I hope you guys like it too. Just a reminder to listen on the Anchor app because on the Anchor app is where you will be able to hear the song that I'm playing for you next That is all, folks. I hope you have a lovely day. Peace.